0: So today I think I'm going to talk about my experience of being a dog owner. And you've probably noticed by now that there's some really poor recording quality to this. And there's a few reasons for that. Uh, I'll jump in there. One is you've probably heard the in and out quality of my voice on this. And there's a real good reason for that. My friends often notice it when I talk to them on my phone. Um, when I talk on my phone, I have a really bad habit of putting my finger over the microphone. And I also do that when I record this. Um, and chew, um, you may have heard the background noise of my dog's collar jingling. And um, yeah, most of it is just me sticking, sticking my uh, finger over the microphone, so I'm sorry about that. But I was thinking about where I should record this, and I was like, I should talk about being a dog owner, because I've been a dog owner um, once as a child, another time as like a younger adult. And now I have my dog, Macy, and it is our gotcha day on June 5th where I will have been a dog owner again for one year. And I'm not really sure um, how to, you know, start this. So if you hear a thud, it's this rubber ball that I'm bouncing to get her to come over to me. And this rubber toy, it like, it bounces like a super ball. And Macy, you can come here, honey. Um, and when I throw it, it's gonna like ricochet all over this place. And she, she's a pit bull. She's a pity. Uh, she's real sweet, a pit bull. And we'll get to that part of uh, each of my dogs. And she's now here. Like, you should see her. She's like the sweetest dog you've ever met. Um, she loves cuddling, um, she thinks she's like a toddler. Um, her favorite activities are running wildly. Um, and with glee, um, wagging a tail, which is the only dangerous part about her, is her tag her tail like whacking something, stretching like she's doing yoga poses, interrupting my own yoga um, if i'm at home, uh tagging on stuff, she's eyeing this ball. Chasing balls that I throw is really, like, up there for her, chewing on stuff. And if you want a pit bull, like, you know, they like to be held. Like, she's a snuggler. So she's waiting for me to throw this, and it's, like, so bouncy. How did they make this so bouncy? Here it goes. Macy, go get it. Okay, so she she <laughs> she's getting that, um, and she is bringing it back. If she can – bring it back! Bring it back! Okay. So, so she's going to play with that for a while. Anyways, so – the first dog that I ever had, um, uh, I wanted a dog for, like, my entire life. Like, when I was a little girl, I had four stuffed dogs, um, which was an accident because actually my, um, my first toy was one st- one stuffed dog. It was, like, a comfort animal. And, um, you know, my parents had these three backups, and at some point, the, back- the backups, um, You know would get washed and they'd swap out one for the other so there's always a clean one and I was like you know a curious kid I opened a drawer one day and you know somehow I found all the backups and they were like almost but not totally identical and so you know suddenly I'm looking at like I'm holding my favorite toy and there's like three more and it's like You know, the heavens have opened and, you know, I have four and not one of my favorite toy. And so rather than being this great option for, (laughs) you know, um, me never losing that toy and being convenient for my parents, um, it actually became this, um, you know, miserable thing they did to themselves because then I couldn't go anywhere without all four at all times. So I walked around holding four animals At all times, four dogs. I named them Fat Big, Skinny Big, Skinny Little, and Fat Little because they only deviated slightly. They were yellow gingham dogs. And you're not going to get that? No, she's done. Uh, (laughs) She's very temperate. She's a temperate dog. Um, And so, you know, that was my first... I love dogs from the beginning. And so when I got to be in around the third grade, uh, my parents were ready to get a dog, and we... we didn't know anything about dogs my parents were from brooklyn and i grew up in like you know suburban places and um you know my dad had had dogs growing up mom hadn't she was kind of afraid of them and you know i this the only dog i have had that was not a rescue dog was um my dog growing up her name was rascal because we weren't very creative at naming animals and um you know it was cute though it's a cute dog name And she, we got her at a pet store, and she was a really sweet family dog. Like, I loved that dog so much. She was, like, exactly the dog you want as a child, Um, except that, like, she obviously came from some kind of, like, puppy mill, like, as a purebred dog, um, because she was really bad with people that were not our family. Like, super, like, Rascal was a Kishon, Kishon. She was some kind of fluffy dog and she was really great with her family but like if you let her near people who are not the family she would bite them in the butt which I know sounds like I'm making it up for shock value but literally she like ripped the pants out of like people which sounds funny but is really scary if you're there for it um you know like my pity here Macy is completely wonderful with you know any dog any person like you know great with the kids and across the hall from us, but Rascal the Keishon, um, the fancy dog, um, was, you know, a problem. I loved her. Like, I loved her, loved her, loved her. We'll, like, always love her, but um, she basically flunked out of fancy boarding obedience school that we tried to fix it with, and um, she just had to go in her, you know, in her little crate when people came over, and she chilled out over old age, and, you know, she passed away when she was, in, when I was in college. Um, you know, later on I went to art school and, you know, I was towards, I guess, the second half of art school. Um, I, you know, it's like a long story and like it changes, like, you know, it's, it's hard to like explain how I got to get a dog because it's like a long story that would take up too much airtime, um, where first I go to the mall and my roommate and I, You know we're getting jeans at the gap and we got like sidetracked by a magic store and they had gigantic uh norwegian rabbits that had bred by accident and they had all the bunny babies and didn't know what to do with them and we were like you know kind of stupid and walked out each with a rabbit and with no jeans at all and um you know then i'm home with these rabbits and um I called, like, we called friends and we were like, um, hey, we've got bunnies now, because she grew up with bunnies. And, you know, so we were kind of excited about that. And then, um, you know, um so then someone was like, well, what's actually the bunnies? Or we like, we don't know. And they're like, well, you better find out you're gonna have a lot of bunnies, just like the magic store did. Um, and so, you know, we they were both girls, luckily, but they weren't, like, love loving bunnies, like the bunnies she grew up with, and they were kind of awful. And lots of people have rabbits they just love, but these were not, like, rabbits that wanted to love us. Um, so we placed them with a teacher in a classroom and a family, and they liked them better, I guess. But for me, all they did was, like, poop on the floor. And it was around this point that I came home one night before we, like, found, we rehomed we, we the bunnies. Um, that my roommate was like I cannot stand these bunnies that I have like in this house for you and I was like I can't stand having these bunnies I'm doing it for you Um, and burst into tears and I was like what I really want is a dog and you know the bunny rehoming thing had to happen first but that's when I started browsing on Pet Finder even though I was like an irresponsible grad student and um, wasn't sure what I wanted and I was like well you know taking care of a dog can't be way worse than taking care of the bunnies I was wrong um, and the dog would love me back so the first dog I found was Bessie and Bessie was like the love of my life for a really long time Macy exists because I loved Bessie Bessie taught me how to love Macy and Macy knows that Bessie was her big sister and that I loved her for a super duper long time and I found Bessie on Petfinder. Finder um, I actually have the ad from that. It was on Southern Comfort Animal Rescue on Pet Finder. Um, and I found this picture of this very sad looking dog. I mean, I mean, just doleful sad eyes, but also shaped so funny. Like she was such an odd looking little dog. Like she was like, she was like a low rider, like a compact model. Like you just kind of could see that like, she looked kind of put together funny little head, like big body, but like squished and low And, you know, it also said she knew how to shake, which I thought meant, like, her body, but actually meant shake hands. And, like, the whole ad just grabbed me. And so, you know, I called them, and I was like, I'm interested in this dog. Can you tell me how big she is? And it also said she was seven years old, which is way older than I was looking at. And it turned out she was much bigger than I thought she was, which was only, like, around, like, 25, 20, like, 30 pounds. But, you know, too big to travel with easily. Um and all these things were like not the right dog but I had this feeling and it was like a that's my dog feeling I just knew I was like that's my dog and you know I think that the fact that I found her on the internet and felt like that's my dog and that worked out for me is why I have faith in internet dating like for real like I found Bessie on Pathfinder and I was like that's my dog and it was just what just really worked out going forward which you'll hear And, you know, I'm still looking for That's My Dog to happen, like, on a, like, internet dating site. So, you know, Bessie, like, I kept calling, and I actually printed out her picture, and was, like, bringing it around the art building, showing it to people. And, um, you know, like, um, I, um, I was annoying. Like, I started irritating people. And I called about her, and they, you know, they were like, I was like, don't, don't, I'm not ready to adopt, but don't give her away until I can be sure about, um, you know, where I stand with this. And I called and called and called and called. I asked like a million irritating questions. Um, and finally I was like, okay, yes, why don't you guys come by and like take a look at my apartment over the weekend and like you guys can like, you know, process my application and see if we're a good fit for like adoption, although I'm not sure. And of course, like a day before they came over, I went to like a pet store and I got every single thing you could possibly need to like have a dog. So I got like the bag and the collar and like, you know, the colors I wanted and some toys and um, you know, they came by and you know, Bessie walked in the door and she looked like her picture, but like I had this weird feeling when she walked in and I was like, this is like a dog. It's not a picture of a dog. It's a dog. Like there are like responsibilities that go with that. And I had like no idea how true that was going to be. And so, you know, she obviously never left. I had all the staff and we liked each other a lot and I fell in love. And um, that was it, she was my dog. And it was like the end of sleeping in whenever I wanted to and not having responsibilities. Like once you have a dog, you are a grown up. Uh, And um, you know, I reacted really badly to that as someone who's like chronically kind of anxious about details, Um, you know, one night, you know, Bessie actually was in the middle of recovery from heartworm, which is really common in the South with dogs that have been in shelters. And she had a little cough, and I woke up, and I was like, "Oh my God, it's serious! It could be pneumonia or something. What's happening?" And I called the emergency vet, and um, you know, I was like, "Do I need to bring her in?" Because they were like, "I was in Savannah, like you know, kind of closer to the main city, but not like in the like squares or anything yet." And I would have had to drive like you know way out towards the Walmart to get to you know I'm in New York now, but like I still remember like I would have had to drive out like past Victory and like all the way out towards the Walmart to like you know past the Chili's like near you know like to the vet where she, where her emergency vet was, and they were like, well you don't need to bring her in like as long as her gums are not blue if they're like a healthy red color she's getting enough air and this can wait until the morning. And I had no idea. Like, I had, like, Rascal growing up, but, like, I wasn't her primary caretaker. When you have, like, a family pet as a child, it's not the same as being a primary caretaker to your own dog. So I woke up my roommate, who, like, was just, like, a deep, deep sleeper. Like, deep, deep, deep sleeper. And I woke her up, and I was like, Lisa, I was like, look at Bessie's gums and mouth. Like, does she, does this look purple to you? Does it look? something wrong because when i opened her mouth it was not red it was not red it was not you know gum color the color was wrong it looked wrong to me and um we used to just looked at it, and she goes purple and i call, i was like just asked my roommate she said purple not even blue but purple and i looked just like, yeah and they're like do you think that that's right it's like yeah purple purple Lisa, do you confirm that this looks purple to you? And she's half asleep, and she goes, purple, purple. And then she went back to bed, and I took Bessie, and I got in the vat, and I prepared to pay this like $100 emergency room fee, and um, I got there, and basically the whole staff laughed at me and sent me home without charging me, because it turned out that Bessie, whose mouth I had never looked in before, um, was, uh, I guess she was part chow. Actually, when I did her DNA test later, um, it came back, it was a birthday gift, um, from a family member. She was Dachshund, Dachshund Sharpay Airedale Yorkie Chow, and both Sharpays and Chows can have black gums in many parts of their mouth, which she did, um, and it was totally normal for her to have black spots on her gums, you guys, if her, if her gums had actually been black, like, not, not just normally, she would have been in some pretty major respiratory distress, but, um that was not the case so I was a concerned dog parent from the beginning and there was lots of stuff like that like you know we moved into the city into a different spot the next year and I mean it was still pretty close to my house ha- like within months like the next year but within months and um she ate poop once off the ground like for the, f- the first time I mean it wasn't the first thing she but been- she'd done that was like a lot like she you know she, she was like a scrounger. She'd been stray. Like, once she drew, she jumped in some bushes and I was like, this is so cute. I've got a dog. She loves playing in nature. Oh my gosh, I love being at the park with my dog. And she came out with like an entire half-masticated rotisserie chicken, which I had to like pull out of her gaping maw and like throw away as it was like deteriorating and then like sterilize my entire body. Um, and then another time, she ate her own poo, which I did not pull out. You know, love has limits. And I called the vet. I mean, I, if I ate gloves, maybe. But like, I called the vet, and I was, and I knew I could have gotten it out. But I called the vet, and I was like, um, you know, my dog just ate its own poo, and I was like, is there something that I need to do about that? Do I need a dewormer? Is there something like? what do you do if that happens? I had a roommate in college that their dog did that once and I don't actually know the outcome of what happened to that dog. And this nice woman in like at the Savannah, that place that was taking her just go, she she was like, I mean, it was one of those like bless your heart moments that people in the South have to people who are not from the South. She was like, honey, I know you sound really upset, but she was like, to just try to understand. She was like to them, like to you it's disgusting but to them i mean it's a delicacy it's just don't worry about it to you it's disgusting and i totally understand but to them it's a delicacy it's just, brush your teeth honey <laughs> you know bless your heart but brush your teeth so you know that was gross and um you know we got used to each other we fell in love and it was one of the sweetest things I ever had happen to me it was the time I took her to that vet, you know, in person for like a, a checkup after having her for a while, and I was unsure if, if I was a good dog owner. And a doctor Withero in Savannah, Georgia, told me, "Wow, I can't believe it! You had her such a short time, but look how she adores you. You know, you guys are really bonded." And I was like, "Well, maybe all this anxiety is me being bonded because I guess she loves me too." And it was nice to hear that from that doctor. And that was what I knew that was like never gonna change. So when I graduated, you know, I eventually moved to New York. And, um, you know, she w- my dog Bessie was like a lightning rod for problems that are medical. She had skin allergies, she caught fleas even while she was on flea prevention in um, Savannah. The skin allergies didn't go away until we moved to New York. Um, she had like coughs from her heartworm that she had recovered from once a cough seemed bad enough that I again did the emergency room vet I was very reactive but in New York the one in downtown Brooklyn is down like three stairs and so like I came in like a superhero carrying my dog and like didn't even look down and like fell flat on my face down three stairs luckily not on my dog and all my friends know this story because I always end it with and she got an antibiotic and a cough suppressant and I was told to go to the emergency room and they don't all know that that story also ended with me asking out the hot bat because I was like, maybe I can get a win out of this situation. But he said no. So, you know, I was polite about it. But I mean, so the ending actually was complete, utter, total broken body, like better dog, but like broken body humiliation, like the whole nine yards of like, you know, he, he was concerned, but he wasn't interested, I guess. Um, and so, yeah, we, I mean, we traveled upstate, like, I took her all over New York, we went to dog events, like, you know, she was my best friend, she was five to seven years old, and, um, you know, she was my best friend until she was, you know, estimated five to seven years old, had her 11 years, you know, till she was 16 to 18 years old, and we had birthday parties, and, um you know, she got, she had a few surgeries, she had ACL issues, we did water therapy, God, I was in debt over that, I have not totally paid off yet, um, and then she, um, you know, she had a giant tumor that was benign that had to be removed, and, um, you know, she had torsion therapy, a torsion happened, which is rare in dogs that small, where, you know, the, um, stomach has to be tacked to the ribs and she became diabetic and arthritic and she just got old you guys like she got so old that we had to transition from getting to the park in a bag to you know a stroller to finally her legs went and I thought I was gonna get her a wheelchair um, and finally she passed at home with me right before apartment, uh, an appointment for being put down. And. I think all of you guys who have lost a dog or a pet know it's really hard to lose a pet. It's actually the first time I ever went to therapy. I mean, I could like list the traumatic events in my life on like, I mean, I could just list them for you. That could be an entire like podcast by itself. I could be like childhood traumatic events, like school traumatic events, like dating traumatic events, so many of them. And people would be like, seriously, all of that happened to you? And I'd be like, yeah. And they'd be like, and you're fine. I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. And they'd be like, why are you fine? I'd be like, I went to therapy. And they'd be like, oh, well, which which one made you go to therapy? There there are so many. And I'd be like, my dog. My dog was the thing that made me go to therapy. Um, and it's true. That was, like, the thing that made me finally address all that stuff in therapy and not just, like, keep being like, I'm good. I'm fine. 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 Dog. Straight to therapy. Um... And let me tell you, I was, like, really hostile to, to the therapist. I was like, I'm here to talk about my dog, and that's, like, that's it. And I think therapy is garbage, um, which it was not, by the way. It was super helpful. So, um, and also, another trauma that I actually should probably tell my therapist about since she doesn't listen to the podcast was my dog passed away at home. And I'm going to tell you, like, bad things happen in life, and if you can't laugh about them, um, it's just harder. Um, When Bessie passed away with me it was a blessing that she was on painkiller, she passed away at home right before her appointment, it was just right after pain started to be an issue for her so I made the appointment. Um, I still had to get her to that appointment, like what was I going to do with her body. Um, And so I was in Park Slope and I put her in her stroller and I was getting her to the vet after she passed and just as that was like all happening. Um, An elementary school let out, which was really super great timing to be wheeling a dead dog body in a, um, you know, uh, baby stroller. So um, I think probably one of the most stressful moments of my entire life was wheeling my, like within the hour passed away best friend of 11 years, dog, corpse, um, through a crowd of children and their families, hoping no one would notice that my dog was dead um, while trying not to have a nervous breakdown like the five blocks to the vet so we could like handle that situation. Um, you need to be cool under pressure. Uh, learn in circumstances like that because I am cool as a cucumber, or seriously repressed. I'm still trying to figure that out. So, um, yeah, I had a few difficult things happen after that. I thought I would never, ever want to adopt another dog after dealing with stuff like that because I loved her so much and I lost her. Um, but after some things went down and, you know, I was like, never, ever, 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 ever again want to deal with losing a dog like that. I was like, I will foster a dog. I think I'm ready to foster a dog. Um, and I had the space and I had the time and, um, I thought I wanted another little dog just like, just like Bessie. And I think, um, you know, it's really interesting because what I've been saying, about Macy, who is my current dog, and I learned a few things, and it's really interesting because when I had Bessie, I thought I would never love another dog as much as Bessie. Like I I thought that was it, but I do love Macy as much as Bessie. It's just different. She's smart in a different way, she's sweet in a different way, she thinks differently, she's just so special to me um she does other things that are hilarious like Macy like has her own set of idiosyncrasies which are completely hilarious um and very her um but I think the funniest thing about all of it is that I was like I want another small awkwardly shaped dog like that's my jam that's my thing it's like I date tall men and it's like I like small funny shaped dogs I have a type I'm, de- I'm definitely like that's my thing And, you know, when I signed up for foster, though, I said, I'll take anything because it's only going to be short term. And I didn't tell them about a few things. Like I I said, I would take hospice care dogs. And I said I would take medical dogs. because I had so much experience treating Bessie when she was sick. And I said I would take, you know, whatever for two weeks as long as it was just one dog. And, you know, it was short term. And I didn't say I was afraid of big dogs. I said I take small to medium dogs, thinking that would cut off the big dog possibility. And I did not say that I was a little bit afraid of pit bulls. I didn't, because, you know, they seemed like I had a friend who had a, you know, American bulldog that was really nice. And I was like, I can deal with anything for two weeks. And um, you know, at some point I got an e- an email asking me to foster a dog named Princess. And that did not work out. And Princess looked like a like a small pitbull in the in the prin- in the princess picture. Like she didn't seem too big. And I was like, yeah, I guess I could take a pitbull. That's no problem. I mean, there was a uh, bully on my street in um, you know Park Slope that really bothered me. Uh, you know, after Bessie passed, that dog was so sweet to me. But it was just so exuberant, that dog, whose name I don't know. Um, when she passed, she was, the dog was so nice to me that I realized that they were really sweet dogs. But Bessie was so fragile, I was always afraid that the dog would jump on her. And that, you know, that used to scare me. And now that I have a dog that listens to me so well about when not to jump, I know how silly that was, to be honest. Um, and now my dog is literally jumping on me, like, I'm cue. Macy, sit, honey. Sit. Um, so, um, you know, the thing is, is they are definitely a playful and exuberant breed, but I'm going to go tell Macy to take a break because she's jumping at me while I'm podcasting. Macy, take a break. Take a break. Take a break. Honey, take a break. (laughs) Like the worst diving. Macy, take a break. Take a break. I'm trying to advocate for your breed. Take a break. Take a break. Macy, I'm trying to advocate for your breed. Take a break. Sit. 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 Take a break. Take a break. You're the worst representative of your breed. Take a break. Take a break. I'm sorry. threw the ball to begin with. Go. Take a break. Sit. Take a break. Take a break. Go. Take a break. Okay. this. Take a break. Go on. Okay, sit. <laughs> okay, so now she has crated herself and I continue talking, because she knows you know, with the crate open, she should stay in there. Sit down, you know the rules. Sit, sit. Okay, so you can't see this, but Macy was just trying to engage in play. That was over the top. So um, now she knows that I said to take a break and she is sitting comfortably in her crate, looking annoyed at me, but she will uncrate herself and she has calmed down. Um, and I actually like crates, Um, I don't, but she was crate trained when she got here and um, she gets really unhappy if I leave the apartment without her in the crate, like if I leave her out on the beanbag or in the apartment she she cries at me, that was hilarious, it was like she like (laughs) it's like she diabolically was like I'm gonna wait till she starts talking about pitbull bias and I'm going to like make a scene sometimes I think pit bulls are like little toddlers like just like waiting to humiliate their parents or like act out or cuddle or do whatever just toddlers do anyways so I'm like I'm going to foster dog I saw the smaller pit bull and I was like yeah I could totally handle that for a few weeks um, and then they matched me with Macy and they're like well, we have this other dog that isn't doing a medical recovery um, she's been you know emaciated she has some tumors that we had to take off um, we pulled her from the euthanasia list um, at the ACC. They did a great job, But like, we, best friends uh, pulled her. That's who I was volunteering with. And they were like, you know, we're um, <laughs> we're just looking for some place for where she can stay, where she can get medication while she needs it and she'll recover from her surgery. She also had to be fixed. It looked like she had litter. I don't, it's not in her records, I don't think, but um, I don't have all of them. <laughs> um, she, she seriously looked like she'd been nursing quite recently. Um, and she had a lot of scars and things and uh, she was coming from surgery and on several medications and she was real skinny when she got here. And, you know, I had a broken leg in the middle of that and I just say I could not take her. I, I broke my leg in the middle of all of that while she was recovering with them and I, I had to turn it down. Um, not the first leg, I actually am so clumsy I broke one leg and then um, sprained the other one, I kind of mildly fractured it, tripping over the broken one just yes that those are the kinds of things that i do um but then the second one was good enough that i was only in one boot so i said hey do you you have another dog i could try fostering and she was still available so they brought macy to me in a transport with her things and dropped her off and i have two pictures that show how macy ended up staying here um the first one um was macy and i sitting down and someone took our picture and in the second picture, like she sat down on me, just wagging her tail, like so big hearted, so happy, even though she literally, they told me, had not been in a home for like months and months and months, just in medical treatment from the bad condition she'd been found in. And, I mean, so much love and yeah, like stuff like what just happened, like her jumping on me trying to play, it used to kind of freak me out. like. Once I called her foster coordinator, I loved her already, but like I called the foster coordinator and I was like, my pit bull is jumping on me. Like, I feel like I'm being mauled. And they're like, well, what's going on? I was like, I have one scratch on my arm, spoken like someone who has never owned a big dog. Um, And you know, like, yeah, she's like a big dog. And like, my friend has a 90 pound German Shepherd. And every time I say Macy is a big dog, she's like, your dog is not big. And I find that hilarious. My, do- my friend is actually <laughs> much, like, smaller than me in terms of, like, thinness and, like, I guess, narrow- she's taller and thinner. Um, you know, she could d- be doing the runway. Um Not that I'm, like, you know, bulky, but, like, I don't know. So, anyways, um, you know, I feel like now, like, now that I've done some training with her, like, I feel really comfortable. And I think... As far as the way people talk about pit bulls, I think that they're like any dog. And, you know, when I first got her, I tried doing socializing walks in the neighborhood with other dogs. And even that might have been jumping in too fast. Like, I feel like any dog owner, now that I understand pit bulls, they are terriers. They're terriers like any other terrier. I didn't know anything about dogs. I had like, like a very like low key dachshund who I probably didn't responsibly train, but I didn't know enough to not like i could have just picked her up in any situation where she was a problem and i did so you know you know she's a terrier she's high energy any terrier needs like attention and playing um but literally any dog should be trained like i've taken macy on a walk and had somebody like with their window open and a chihuahua literally like flew out the window like it was like you know, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's someone chucking a chihuahua out a window. Oh no, it jumped itself. But anyways, it like landed on my dog. So I know she's not at all dog aggressive or like that chihuahua would have been Lynch. Um, but actually, Macy loves small dogs. Like she has a friend across the hall who she has a crush on. And she seems to like small dogs better than big dogs. I think she is like intimidated by the bigger ones. Maybe it's past experience. Maybe she just likes feeling big. Um, no idea. I am not my dog. Um, but I think really anybody with a dog at all, big or small, should be responsible for keeping them on their leash unless they're in a safe place not to be on their leash. And knowing, making sure their dog listens to them and making sure that the owner of any dog they meet is okay like with another dog approaching them, whether that dog is bigger or smaller. And like it's all of those little consents that make things safe for everybody because, you know, I've had dogs, dog owners at dog parks walk up to me and just kind of shove their dogs at me without asking. And I've literally been like, get your dog out of my face. That's not okay with me. And you know, it's not because I don't think the dog is nice because I think the dog owners are jerks when they do that. It's just, you know, they don't know my dog. They don't know if she's comfortable and making sure that person's uncomfortable being around me, which I'm really capable of doing is my job to keep her comfortable. not because I don't think their dogs are good or safe or that my dog is good or safe, but because I don't want my dog to be around someone who doesn't value my consent or my dog's consent. Um, you know, and my dog is so great with people. She loves them. She's great with strangers on the street. She loves to meet them. She's great with any kid she's ever met. She's great with me. I trust her completely. Um, and it's so cool to see how smart she is. Like she just listens to like stop and wait, she will sit and just sit there and wait while I pick up her poop and tie it in a bag, although I think my job is the worst one. Um, she'll come, she'll go crate herself when she gets overly excited so I can chill out until I'm ready to play again. Um, you know, she she knows the command go home when I'm close to home, so I don't have to like think about it too hard. Um, she sits behind me when I open the door um, so, I, so I can don't have to fidget with my keys and her at the same time, I mean, she's just so smart. And I think, you know, she just loves to cuddle. I mean, I just can't say enough wonderful things about her. She'll wear the costumes they make her for, um, you know, the costumes I like to make myself. Like, I made her some matching ones and Halloween was pretty epic this year. And, you know, it's just really been a beautiful experience um, loving another dog after losing a dog. But, you know, she's my pity princess. She loves belly rubs and she loved learning about doggy ice cream and getting over her fear of water um, a little bit this year. Um, and, you know, she started off on the ACC at-risk animal list and she came on the 23rd of April onto that list and, you know, if best friends hadn't pulled her because they, she needed more help than she could have gotten at that time. Um, I never would have gotten to foster and adopt her. And I am so lucky because she is so good to me. When I am, when I have a headache, I get migraines. She sits and watches me. She watches me all the time just being grateful and a good dog. And, um, you know, I think that's all anyone can ask for. And I know I haven't made as many jokes this one, but you know, uh, I mean, I guess what's a good joke about um, dogs that I can make to end this with so it's funnier. I'm going to throw this ball one more time and let her out. Hey, Macy, you want to go get this, honey? Macy, moo. Macy. Macy face. Go get it. Okay. So she's back on the prowl there. Um, So, I mean, where does a great big lovable pit bull cuddle um, when she feels like being cuddled? anywhere I want because I am the alpha yeah didn't go where you thought it was did it (laughs) because although she is a big tough-looking lady she's actually my baby and I am the unlikely alpha in this relationship that's how this works Mm -hmm. yep that's me I am the unlikely alpha you guys have a nice day and uh, adopt don't chop and remember that even if you want some kind of breed that you really want and like are really excited about, there's usually a rescue option for that.